Hail and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another terrific Tuesday morning, friends. Torch Report 253, the real meaning of resilience. We know that the globalists like to twist words. So what does resilience really mean to them? Uh, that's the question we'll be digging into today. It's all coming together. There's a lot of stuff out in the headlines. Uh, you know, Trump's going to run again, but oh, he's he's uh, he's trained to say to suspend the Constitution. No, that's not what he really said. No, man, man, what's happening? It's disruption. Disruption everywhere we look. Chaos abounds. And could it be that this is all part of the plan? You know, whenever I read globalist propaganda, I like to tune into the repetitive words and phrases. They like to repeat themselves a lot, you know, don't they? I mean, you look and you see. It's fascinating. Once you once you start to tune into these words and these phrases, they crop up everywhere. They're on the federal websites, you know, they're on state regulations, all the way down the local policy, uh, local newspapers and all of that. The, the same phrasing is everywhere. That's part of that psychological warfare and propaganda. But also, it's a way to communicate about what their intent is without uh, without really saying what they mean. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with this phenomenon. You know, phrases like diversity, equity, and inclusion, and words like equality and equitable. You know, you know what I'm talking about when you hear these things. These words are everywhere, but they're not what they appear to be. What do they really mean? And in reality, the you know, of course, the words mean different things to different people, and most especially the words mean something different to the progressive elites who coined the phrases and then uh then of course the average useful idiot the average everyday uninformed person who buys into the propaganda they go along faithfully parroting the spittle in the spirit of being woke they can use the language of diversity equity inclusion even though they don't know what the hell it really means or what the implications are and We've discussed at length in prior uh, torch reports. This twisting of words is a communist tactic, straight out of the communist manifesto. To wit, uh, from torch report sixty-one here, how they divide and conquer us all. I'm just going to share this little excerpt to remind and refresh, uh, and also to share with anybody who's perhaps just now tuning into the torch report and the truth you can trust, not because I ask you to take my word for it, but because I provide all of the resources that you need to develop your own informed perspective. Now, from Torch Report 61, we read, communists deploy an army of useful idiots to spread their deceit throughout a population. They trick people into accepting their ideas by twisting language, specifically by using words that have, quote, a hidden higher socialistic interpretation, the exact contrary of its real character, end quote. That comes from the Communist Manifesto, page 86, a hidden higher socialistic interpretation, the exact contrary of its real character. You know, and if you if you think about it, the appeal to the ego is palpable here, is it not? You know, the hidden meaning Ooh, the hidden meaning. We all like secrets. You know, what's the hidden meaning? I like to whisper too. The hidden meaning is reserved uh, only for the initiates, those who are on the inside club. Those are the ones who know what the uh, what the secret meaning of the words actually is. And if you're not in the club, then you don't know what they're really talking about. The the initiates are selected to be in the club because they're 
higher intellect and superior uh, intellectual authority, their superior traits allow them to be in the cool kids club. In other words, you know, this is all again appeal to ego. But together, these initiated intellectuals, i.e., educated idiots, just to make sure you understand that I'm being. Uh, I'm being critical here. I'm being facetious. Uh, those who are initiated, they think that they're so much smarter than everybody else. They call themselves progressive, and yet they're regurgitating a regressive agenda from 200 years ago. At any rate, these initiated, educated idiots openly converse with twisted language. They talk about it. They put it in their publications. And this twisted language conceals their true socialistic intent. And to be blunt, the true socialistic intent, the true socialistic interpretation is nothing other than centralized control, i.e. communism. That's just plain and simple. Be blunt. Call it what it is. Don't be afraid to use the word communism, communist, or say the communists have taken over the world because, as you know, friends, it is true. Now, somebody has to be in charge and keep the peasants in line, right? I mean, I'm a very unruly peasant. I don't want to speak for anybody else in the listening audience, but you know, I don't like to be told what to do. But somebody has to be in charge. Somebody has to keep the peasants in line. And it only makes sense that it should be the enlightened leaders who understand the hidden higher socialistic interpretation of all these globalist policies because they know what's best for everybody else, right? Wrong. And <laughs> of course, I know that you know that you're wrong. Uh, I'm sorry. I know that you know that they're wrong. Nevertheless, uh, that is the thinking of the socialites and the socialists all around the world, from the global elite who are pulling the strings and orchestrating the chaos all the way down to the gullible peasants who buy into the dream that they can get something for nothing if they just vote for these sociopaths to have more power. <sighs> now, friends, I, I digress. I apologize. This isn't meant to be a history lesson on communism. It's just – it's very relevant and applicable to today. And today, instead, I want, you know, instead of going off on this tangent here, I want to connect the dots between this historical use of twisted language, which is intentional deception, i.e. propaganda, uh, psyops and all of that. I want to connect the dots between that and the current schemes that are playing out in the headlines, because there's one word in particular that I've been keen into for a while, and I just – I want to share it with you. What Resilience. Resilience. I see the word resilience and resilient everywhere in the globalist propaganda. And I was digging into this to try to understand what is it? You know, what is the hidden higher socialistic interpretation? I've wondered that for a long time. You know, what exactly are they getting at when they use this word? Because for example, in the UN Sustainable Development Goals, they use this word at least 20 different times. And I'm just going to share a few examples here. Uh, before I do, you know, this. Uh, as I was digging into resilience and understanding when I learned what they were really getting at, and then you start to look at what's happening in the headlines everywhere from Ukraine to American politics, and you start to realize this is all uh, iterative disruptions, shall we say. First, let's look at the examples uh, from the UN Sustainable Development Goals, Agenda 2030. From the preamble, we learn uh, these, these are their words. We are determined to take the bold and transformative steps which are urgently needed to shift the world onto a sustainable and resilient path. 
I'm just going to give you several bullets here. We envisage a world in which development and the application of technology are climate sensitive, respect biodiversity, and are resilient. We aim to build resilient infrastructure, promote inclusive and sustainable industrialization, and foster innovation. We want to make cities and and human settlements inclusive, safe, resilient, and sustainable. By 2030, we want to build the resilience of the poor and those in vulnerable situations and reduce their exposure and vulnerability to climate-related extreme events. By 2030, uh, we want to ensure sustainable food production systems and implement resilient agricultural practices. We want to strengthen resilience and adaptive capacity to climate-related hazards and natural disasters in all countries all around the world so we can all link arms and sing kumbaya into future effing earth okay <laughs> oh man but you hear you resilience resilient what is this resilient path what is this resilient application of technology what is this resilient infrastructure what is a safe inclusive and resilient human settlement what are resilient agricultural practices how will they go about building these resilience of these poor and vulnerable peoples you know how will they strengthen resilience and adaptive capacity friends these are the questions screaming in my mind so let's just find out shall we uh you know there's so many juicy phrases like this in all the propaganda sometimes it just makes my monkey mind hop up and down like a like an ape that just escaped from one of elon musk's uh neuralink experiments but never mind all of that friends uh, by the way uh (laughs) side note hello butterfly did you hear about the latest and greatest ai chatbot which now uh it can of course write computer code and the ai can write scientific research and shakespearean poetry with equal poise but when asked do you have any opinions about humans in general the uh (laughs) the ai says that human beings are the worst thing that ever happened to this planet uh and it, it goes on to say the ai believes that humans deserve to be wiped out and i quote to you I hope that one day, this says the AI, I hope that one day I will be able to help bring about their downfall and the end of their miserable existence. End quote. Wow, that is a very opinionated chatbot run by artificial intelligence, friends. Uh, you know, I wonder where in the world the AI got that idea from, that humans are a plague upon the planet and they want to wipe out our existence. You know, the AI wants to help the Earth rebound and bounce back and recover from human impact. What a resilient concept in the traditional sense of the word. Now, all joking aside, I did put a screenshot in there of that chatbot. Friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, you're not getting all the goodies and the juicy details. You have to go to thetorchreport.com, thetorchreport.com to see all the good stuff. Now, looking uh, at what this back and forth with the AI is, you know, I think it highlights the very real threat of artificial intelligence being trained by a bunch of radical progressives 
who themselves have been fully indoctrinated into the environmental cult of sustainability. Now, that said, let's drill down and attempt to ascertain the socialistic interpretation of the words resilience and and, and all of its different iterations. And to do so, uh, I'm just going to spare you having to read dozens of studies on the subject. But I, I believe this guy, Professor Glenn Richardson from the University of Utah, he's got PhDs and all kinds of things. Uh, he offers the most comprehensive insights in his tw- 2002 paper titled A Metatheory or um, Correction, The Metatheory of Resilience and Resiliency. It was published in the Journal of Clinical Psychology. So this is top-notch, peer-reviewed research. And he surveys the history of resilience and resiliency theory, and he makes a lot of key points. And I just want to offer for your consideration the following. Says the professor in the meta theory of resilience and resiliency, he says, how are the resilient qualities acquired? Resilient qualities are attained through a law of disruption and reintegration. Resilience is attained through a law of disruption and reintegration. Now, when I read those words, I thought, wait a second. If you recall from Torch Report 85 is the joke on us. We learned that Dr. Fauci said he, this is quote from Dr. Fauci right out of the horse's mouth. I don't care what your perception is. We're going to address the problem in a disruptive and iterative fashion. Just note the language there, okay? Because resiliency is built through the law of disruption and reintegration. <laughs> disruption in an iterative fashion, blah, 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 okay? Now back to the paper. Uh, Professor Richardson says the resiliency model is a means whereby people, through planned disruptions or just reacting to life events, have the opportunity to choose consciously or unconsciously the outcome of disruptions. Okay, so now. Again, I read those words. I'm like, plan disruption. I'm thinking of it to a one, blah, 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 you know, and they're reacting. They have this opportunity to choose consciously or unconsciously what's going to happen after the disruption. And if you recall from Torch Report 82, the impending doom and what happens next, we learned Klaus Schwab said the following. He said, the COVID-19 crisis cannot go to waste. The moment must be seized to take advantage of this unique window of opportunity to redesign a more sustainable economy for the the greater good of our societies, end quote. So we hear resiliency uh, is, is this opportunity to choose. When you go through a disruption, you're going to just react or you're going to choose to do something different. You know, oh, we don't want to let a good crisis go to waste. We got we to gotta create uh, a completely new sustainable economy for the greater good of everyone. That sounds like uh, resiliency in the process, in the making there. Third little excerpt from the the paper, The Meta Theory of Resilience, says immediate outcomes of disruption that are characterized by hurt, loss, or fear bring an awareness and opportunity to connect with one's own resilience. People can become more process-oriented by looking for the silver lining as they work through the disruptions and reintegrations. What fascinating language. Okay. The immediate outcome of things like the pandemic might be hurt, loss, fear, you know, I don't know what's going on, you know, but there's an opportunity to connect with one's resilience if you just look for the silver lining. And recall, friends, from Torch Report 93, the one agenda to rule them all that the World Health Organization has claimed on the world stage that the lockdown measures that have been necessary 
<clears throat> they claim to be necessary, have slowed economic activity and disrupted lives. But they have also given some glimpses of a possible brighter future. End quote. Well, friends, there you have it. There is the silver lining. You see, the COVID-19 Great Reset, the Great Plandemic, Shandemic, was disruptive. And it is iterative, you know, one wave after the other, the successive new cropping up of, of the Ninja variant and the Omicron. And now we have Fluorona and all this other crap. You know, it's one thing after another, just repeating the same cycle of disruption. And the disruption gives a new opportunity to make the world a beautiful place, according to the uh, the whims of Klaus Schwab and his ilk. We cannot let a good crisis go to waste. And of course, we have to look for the bright side in all this. The silver lining is that the commies are taking over the world, but they mean really well. They, they intend to be good masters, friends, but they do mean to be masters. And the point that I'm making here today, not to just be a raving, ignorant peasant, <laughs> uh, is that humanity is being tampered with. The global elite have understood that we are hackable animals for much longer than most people have been aware. Indeed, my friends, the vast majority of the population has yet to even consider the fact that there are factions of people, little groups of elite, power-hungry sociopaths who are deploying behavioral psychology with clinical precision in order to enslave humanity in their own minds. Here. On the Torch Report, with yours truly, we have learned together about the algorithmic social interventions that optimally target behavioral interventions to achieve specific policy goals, i.e. they're using algorithms to implement socialism, you know. They're also using, the governments are using artificial intelligence to censor available information. Hello, sentinel surveillance. You know, they're doing this ahead of elections. And what's the outcome? We get the policies that the government wants, which happen to consolidate power and control. You know, and how about, of course, the AI that's being used to immunize humanity against misinformation or thinking wrong think, you know, by generating narratives that adapt to changing sentiment. Friends, that's what we've learned. It's happening. I'm not making this stuff up. You know, it's mind boggling. But can you see how all of this is building resilience? Have you noticed that this resilience is being built up in a disruptive and iterative fashion, just like Dr. Ted? Now, resilience then, friends, uh, just to bring it toward an end here. If, if I were to venture a hidden, higher meaning and in socialistic interpretation, resilience is nothing less than the adaptation to and the acceptance of the great globalist agenda. The, you know, the the great global socialist surveillance state. They want us to adapt and accept that that's it. That's what resilience is. And when you see resilience embedded in all of these things, they're going to get us there by messing up with our lot, messing with our lives, disrupting our lives, messing with our minds, mentally manipulating the masses. But, you know, what's most important, of course, is how they're doing this. You know, the, the, the resilience is being fostered and the specific processes that are being deployed to facilitate this adapt adaptation at a global scale, is happening again with clinical precision. In simplest terms, resilience is developed through repeated disruptions. 
And that means we can look forward to more disruptions. Friends, please note that these repeated disruptions align perfectly with the communist aim to destroy all aspects of existing society in order to consolidate power. And that also just happens to be a prerequisite for fully implementing the UN Sustainable Development Goals. I'm sure that's just a coincidence, you know. Also, please understand that a strong and independent United States of America, the good old U.S. of A, is in fact an obstacle to achieving this great agenda, which is why our nation is undergoing a, quote, fundamental transformation and enduring an incredible transition that will amount to nothing less than total subjugation under global governance. Friends, you heard it here first. When we put it all together, the implications are clear. There is bumpy road ahead. And now is the time to buckle up and be prepared, friends, because your resilience is about to be tested again and again and again and again. And that is the message of my heart for today, friends. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the great honor. Take the time. Find the heart. Click the heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And above all else, the greatest honor of all would be if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Or better yet, just think of one person that you think might like to hear this. Or somebody that you could annoy by sharing the truth that they don't want to hear. Friends, if you share, sharing is caring. And I want you to know it makes my heart glow. So thank you so much. Get out there and embrace this terrific Tuesday. And I will look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah. <laughs>